Hi, this is Steve Roost and you're listening to Health Tech Hour on UK Health Radio. Each week we give you the best news, views and interviews from the health technology world. From CEOs and founders to entrepreneurs and clinicians. The companies and people that are shaping the future face of healthcare. All on the world's number one talk health radio. Hello and welcome to this week's Health Tech Hour on UK Health Radio, the world's best and biggest talk health radio. My name is Steve Roost and each week we bring you the best news, views and interviews with the leaders, founders, CEOs and clinicians who are changing the face of healthcare in the UK and beyond. As many listeners will know, I am the CEO and founder of PopDoc, a health tech venture out of Cambridge, which is revolutionising the blood testing space. And I am passionate about the individuals and companies who are changing the world. Um, before we get into today's show, a bit of admin at the top of the show. Thanks to everyone for listening. Obviously, whether you're listening live on UK Health Radio, um, which is the biggest and best health radio station, talk health radio station, I think now, in, in, certainly in Europe, if not the world. Um, thank you. Thank you if you're listening on demand on Spotify, Amazon, Acast, or Google. Um, much appreciated. Um, or if you're watching on YouTube, um, we've had a huge response to our video interview, exclusive interview with Matt Hancock on YouTube. Um, if you Google or just search for Health Tech Hour um, on any of the platforms, you'll you'll find us. So thank you very much for you guys for listening. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Um, thanks also to zerozilchzip.co.uk. Zerozilchzip are the UK's leading online curated uh, non-alcohol drinks retailer. So what that means is that they've done all the hard yards for you in finding the best non-alcoholic beers, wines, spirits, and ciders and fizz. Um, and they do fantastic variety boxes, guest boxes. My family absolutely love them. Um, we drink them all the time at Health Tech Hour Towers. And we, um, late, just in a couple of minutes, we're going to do the, the, we still don't have a great name for this, believe it or not, but Steve's non-alcoholic drink of the week review um but we'll come to that in a second obviously follow us on the socials at health tech hour at uk health radio to stay on top of all of the great content that we've got coming up so on to today's show today we're talking about lactation and supporting women on their own personal journeys through what can be through what can be and often is a very difficult very fraught anxious um anxious time um my wife together with my wife we have three small children um, and one is still breastfeeding so uh, and, and obviously having been through that journey, still on that journey and having been friends with a lot of people who have been on that journey, you know, I can say from an observation perspective, you know, there's a lot of worrying, worrying because you have a problem or because you're worrying about whether what you're doing is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. You know, maybe there isn't a problem, but you're worrying about it anyway. So there's just a lot of worry, anxiety, lack of transparency, lack of clear information in that in that space. And, you know, that's certainly something that I've experienced myself as you know obviously not the one necessarily doing the lactating but but observing that closely um so today on today's show we have christy course the head of business development for lact app so lact app is an app and a service dedicated to motherhood and support which has helped to date 19 million women um since 2017 and 73% 73% of the women who have used lact app say it has improved their breastfeeding experience 
Um, obviously, this whole area is really sensitive, really personal. And so I'm really pleased that Christy's here to help us kind of talk through it and how LACTAP is helping women across the world. Um, so Christy, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Steve. Thank you for having me at the show. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Good. So as you, as you heard, we were sponsored by Zero Zilch Zip. .co.uk. So we're going to do the drink of the week review. So this week we have been drinking something called the Wildlife Botanicals Sparkling Wine. Now this we really liked. Um, if you look at our social, you can see a, you can see a picture of it. Um, it was full of fizz, watermelon and peach taste, really refreshing. So for anyone who hasn't had any like the non-alcoholic fizz that you can get is generally super refreshing, especially in the summer. So it's different to water, it's different to a tea or coffee, it's a really refreshing drink. So I can highly recommend the Wildlife Botanical Sparkling Fizz. Um, if you go to zerozilchzip.co.uk and search for Wildlife Botanicals, you can find it. So um, Christy, just while you're here and we're talking about this, what's your view generally about the sort of no alcohol, low alcohol space, either personally or, or how it overlaps into what you guys do at Lactap? Uh, of course, uh, um, I think it's a great product because um, breastfeeding and pregnant women always look out for uh, drinks which are non-alcoholic. Um, it is uh, very obviously uh, when you are pregnant, you shouldn't consume any alcohol at all. So zero alcohol is a must. And uh, as well as going into breastfeeding afterwards, postpartum, um, lowering alcohol levels is 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 crucial and 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 so we always look for for you know new drinks so i'm i'm really welcoming this and i think it's a really good idea to have more variety because i think mothers are a bit uh, tired of just drinking uh, water coca-cola yeah. and you sometimes fancy a special drink and yeah. i think this would be the perfect thing i think that's one of the reasons why i like this non-alcoholic stuff is particularly as it gets into summer i don't necessarily want to drink a lot but i do want something that's different you know, and I want to open up something at the end of the week or uh, at the barbecue or, you know what I mean? And so and like feel like I'm participating a bit in the Exactly. In the and it tastes nice and it's a bit special. So I think yeah. this is for, for us, from my point of view, uh, talking for mothers. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> good. Well, that's a good start to the show. So um, as regular listeners know, we do the show in three parts and this is what we talked about. We always do a pre-show call. This is what we talked about before the show. It's kind of like an origins part, which is how you came to be doing all of the amazing things that you're doing. The middle part is all about the amazing things that you're doing. And then the final bit is really about how you and your team stay on your mission. You know, health tech is hard. Starting a business is hard. Running a business is hard. You know, how do you stay motivated and trying to pass on some words of wisdom to the listeners? So let's just, I think, hopefully take a step back, um, you know, and with you personally, but also the journey for for the, the kind of creation of Lactab. I guess back before 2017 or whenever it sort of came together. Yeah. What's the story? And, and obviously, obviously, lactation is not necessarily like a new development in human history, right? But what what brought all of these things together to to start to identify the problems that Lactap deals with? Like, what what was the thinking, and how did it sort of come to pass? So the story behind Lactap is actually quite an emotional story uh, with a big life event of our founder. We have two female founders, Maria and Alba, one male founder, Enrique. They are all from uh, the beautiful city of Barcelona in Spain. And um, Maria is a, uh, was a second time mom. <clears throat> and she was volunteering in a breastfeeding support group. Um, and as she was crossing the road with her five-week-old baby, she was um, run over by a car. Uh, 
Oh, my and goodness. Yes. The, wow. luckily, luckily, the baby was uh, fine because she got most of the impact from the, from, the, uh, from the car. The baby was only in hospital for one night, but Maria had to stay in the hospital for over two months. She couldn't be with her, uh, with her baby. She was in the hospital. Yeah. She had several, um, several operations. Uh, obviously, you can imagine all doctors said uh, you will never be able to breastfeed again because of certain yeah. medications and stuff. But she had the help and support of her now co-founder, Alba, who is mm -hmm. an international board certified breastfeeding consultant. Okay. And um, Alba has a great, uh, incredible wealth of information on the topic. And she was supporting Maria to, um, to keep up her milk supply and through this uh, transition and afterwards through relactation. And so um, Maria could breastfeed her child for as long as she wanted to once mm -hmm. she came back from the hospital. Um, and she always says this is thanks to the professional support she had from uh, Maria, thanks to her uh, uh, surroundings, family uh, and friends. And she had the right information at the right time. So um, Maria said uh, she saw Alba, who was already working for, you know, those La Leche League uh, breastfeeding helplines. And she okay. saw her um, calling and taking like 40 calls a day and helping mothers. And she said, I don't want you to just help 40 mothers. Why don't mm. we download your brain into an app and then we can help millions of mothers? And yeah. that's what they did. They uh, sat down together. They downloaded all her brain and her knowledge into an app, uh, different decision trees. There are now over, um, over uh, I think, 7,000 paths that lead to 3,000 unique responses where mothers can find all information about maternity, infant feeding, uh, breastfeeding, mixed feeding, uh, weaning, uh, sleep, me uh, mental health, uh, what's normal, what's not normal. And mm. so, yeah, the app grew organically and has ever since then been uh, downloaded by nearly 700,000 mothers worldwide. Um, from nearly all countries um, in the world. And that, that was the beginning. And how did I came into that? <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? Uh, I am actually, I am a mom of three as well. My first child was born in Italy and my second child and third child were born here in the UK. And I had a big, uh, a big light bulb moment when my second child was born here in the UK that the maternity support and the, especially the support to breastfeeding was so completely different in one country than in the other country. And I found that everywhere they were telling me different things. And I thought like, what is the truth? In Italy, they told me this. Here, they told me something else. Uh, why is it so different? So I was actually always interested in uh, breastfeeding and then eventually went on to train as a NHS breastfeeding support uh, volunteer, uh, peer supporter. And uh, I volunteered here uh, in the community and it always ever stuck since with me. Um, and I was thinking maybe I could open my own breastfeeding support group. But my husband works in technology and said to me, uh, no, this, uh, this um, in-person thing is not, you need, you need to do something that is online. Try yeah. to find an app. So I downloaded all apps on breastfeeding and I found Lactap. And I was like, wow, these ladies really know. Uh, but I also saw that they are not based in the in, in an English speaking country and I, right. I contacted them. Uh, I visited them in Barcelona. Um, I became a partner and I am now the international business development lead. And uh, my personal mission is to bring Lactap to all countries in the world, to translate it in as many uh, um, languages as possible. And yes, to multiply and scale everywhere in all countries so that all mothers do have this support that Maria envisioned.
that's I love that. That's fantastic. And like, yeah, you can hear the passion that you have for it. So what um just to go back to a couple of things that you said. So you said that the was it Alba was running a kind of like a phone service. Mm-hmm. Is that common? Is that is that is that a common thing? Is that not I mean, oh, yeah, not everywhere? Yes. A, so you can just call somebody. Yes. A, but a, a, this a, is not this is not our our phone. No, service, I know, no, I'm just interested is, in yes, you can find in uh, almost all countries, you can find there's one uh, group, it's called La Leche League, which is a, a breastfeeding support group run by volunteers. And okay. there is uh, helplines in most countries. I think there is even a UK helpline. Uh, in the UK, they even have a, a, a Facebook chatbot. But yeah, you can find the the helpline. But obviously, okay. they are really uh, uh, busy. They are run by volunteers. They're not yeah. really funded by the government. So, um, and there's okay. only so many women that can be uh, attended by phone, right? It's not yeah. really scalable. And like beyond that, what? How are women at the moment? How do women at the moment get advice or guidance if they're not using Lactap? And they're not using the phone thing. Like, how do people? How do women at the moment learn about this area? What, what you know? What's the current sort of state of, of play? Like, what currently happens? What are the options? Yeah. So one thing that happened and that is very sad is that women suffer in silence and don't go and seek any help. So mm-hmm. they come back uh, when they after those two three days that they gave birth, or even one day in the UK can be twenty four hours that you're back from the hospital, depending. Yeah. They come back and. Um, uh, one of very recurrent problems can be nipple damage and, uh, and uh, cracked nipples and pain. Yeah. And um, they actually think some, some, some moms think that might be normal. I have to go through this pain and actually don't seek help. So that is okay. the worst case scenario that they don't seek help for something that would need help. Okay. Um, because it's normalized that you just have to go through this tough, tough, rough time when it really yeah. isn't normal to have pain at all when you're breastfeeding and then uh, a second what what happens is obviously you have the the you have your midwife you have your health visitors but they are so thinly stretched in time that you might and you yeah. also might not be able to access them at the right time because you right. might have problems at three o'clock in the morning your biggest doubts are usually in the night in the evening on the weekends and, yeah, and yeah. you can't access them and they are thinly stretched so they would be your point of uh, uh, of contact but they are so thinly stretched. We know that only in the UK there is a shortage of two to three thousand midwives. So, right. um, which is you know, a lot. Which is a lot. So we know, uh, yeah, they are stretched thinly. They can really only help when it's really, uh, really an emergency. Uh, yeah. Another thing that uh, we we found more and more late uh, in the recent ten years is that that woman and and anybody who has health problems they just Google. They Google what's happening to me, right? So Dr. Google has become a really big go-to point, but then you get a wealth of information and not always those information is medically verified. You get people saying things that are actually not true. You get people saying things that are not evidence-based. You get people selling you galactogogs or lactation cookies or or things that have no medical um, evidence. And um, yes, so you get into this minefield of so much information, but which one is the information that is actually proven uh, to work? And this is where Lactap is a point of information where you know this information is valid, uh, verified by, we have midwives, we have lactation consultants, we have nutritionists, we have psychologists in our team who, who work on the content, um, all fields, pediatricians, um, really uh, uh, of all fields. So um, 
we really always seek the, the, the specialists uh, in, in, in their field to write our content. And how big a problem, I mean, based on my experience, my wife had elements of issues with every baby, you know, of, of issues with breastfeeding, you know, low flow, you know, crack nipple, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to share all of it on, on air, but we, you know, with, with each one, there were various different things. And so how big of a problem is it for women that give birth to have problems with lactation or with this area? I mean, how common is it? Is it sort of kind of everyone or is it I mean do you have any like idea about the scale of, of, of what we're of, of what you're talking about I, I would say rather than problems it's the questions about maternity in general right, what is questions. normal yeah. what is normal for a baby what is not normal my baby wakes up every two hours is that normal or not normal just just think uh, Steve that nowadays our family units are really small and most of us uh, when we come out of the hospital as mothers it will be the first time we've ever held a newborn baby or right. uh, can you remember unless you have uh, uh, siblings or, or cousins but we are not so connected to 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 other uh, uh, close family members anymore so the first time we actually look after a baby is when we give birth to our own children so we don't really know anymore what is normal uh, uh, baby's behavior is my baby hungry what happens to my baby or um, is it normal how many nappies should it have should it have how many nappies should i change and um, there are so, so many questions about uh, maternity that it's, yeah, we managed to fill, uh, our content is four novels of books together. So that's okay. how much content we wrote just about yeah. the topic of, of maternity. And, but, when, um, but you can so the company, you guys came at this from a lactation perspective to yes. begin with, right? Through, through, through Alba, who was a, what did you say? What was the, the full title, her official her, title? Her, yes, it's an international board certified lactation consultant, IBCLC, they are called. That's a great title. Um, so, so you came in through this lactation sort of angle. Yes. So what, what are the specific problems in that area that women might face? Because then obviously you expanded from there because you realized yes. that the problems were much broader, right? Yes. Yeah, so one of the most important problem is, uh, as we said, uh, pain pain when breastfeeding and um, uh, um, nipple damage, cracked nipples, um, bleeding nipples. And those are usually um, problems that arise from uh, not a right positioning and attachment. So there is a lot a lactation consultant can do to help exactly how to position. And uh, one, in, uh, one problem here is that many women have not seen a close-up feed of another woman so if you haven't seen this before it's very difficult to to, to, to do this yourself because you have no experience and right. another problem that can arise for example there is a very important uh, health condition called mastitis mastitis yeah. is a very painful breast inflammation and uh, I, I seen the other day uh, statistics mastitis can happen up to around 20% uh, of breastfeeding mothers at some stage will have mastitis. Now, if you have damaged nipples, it's more common that you have mastitis. And um, this is uh, a breast inflation that if it keeps going on, it can cause, it, you need to take antibiotics. It can cause fever. It can cause uh, a blocked duct. It, it can even yeah. end in a breast abscess that needs surgical removal. Right. So the, the, the problems around lactation can, can escalate if not, mm. Um, and obviously, then there are problems with the baby or problems or abnormalities with the baby. For example, babies can have uh, um, 
uh, a way they are um, born tongue in tie. the tongue. Exactly. In the tongue that they have a short lingual frenulum. It's also called yeah. a tongue tie. And then that needs to be, it. depending if it causes problems in the breastfeeding relationship, it needs to uh, have a surgical intervention. Otherwise, the, the, the uh, breastfeed, they might not gain properly weight. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's not working well. And I, I haven't seen statistic numbers for that, for example, but mm. in Brazil, for example, it is law to check every baby for tongue tie. They have a specific clinical protocol to check okay. every baby for tongue tie and then refer it should, they, should it need intervention. And is that because they're, they, they realize that they want to try and encourage breastfeeding and they know that a tongue tie yes. would prevent that so they want to address that as early as possible yes exactly so tongue tie is one of the problems uh, that they can prevent uh, or, or can lead to early abandonment or to early supplementation of uh, artificial milk and um Yes, uh, Brazil in, 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 in particular has from a government level if in the last 10, 15 years had a really strong, uh, they have realized the importance to, pub uh, to public health of breastfeeding and have mm -hmm. done a lot of uh, intervention and a lot of investment in this, uh, in this space and have also raised their breastfeeding rates really well. And okay. in, 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 on the other hand, we are here in the UK with one of the lowest breastfeeding rates in the world. And what is that rate out of interest? I have no idea. What 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 is that? In like, the UK? Yeah. Well, well, it's difficult because um, in the last 10 years, they have taken so much funding away that we even don't measure it anymore exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I think I think the last data will probably go back uh, at least eight years now. Um, I, I think, uh, well, the World Health Organization recommends uh, to breastfeed exclusively for six months and then two years as part mm. of a, a varied diet of the of the babies yeah. um, in the UK I think uh, breastfeeding at one year is less than one percent okay and I think even at six months it must be under under 20 percent for sure okay um yeah but I think I want to get so we're going to have to break for a commercial break now yeah. um just for a couple of minutes but we'll come back and then I want to try and kind of use that as a way to transition into what lactap sort of does and how it helps because mm -hmm. i know that you're very conscious to say that you know you support the women in, in whichever journey that they want to go on you know and so exactly. there are obviously health benefits to the baby to continue breastfeeding but it's there's a it's more around fulfilling the holistic journey of, of of the women involved in that journey right exactly we actually think that talking about the benefits of breastfeeding to the mothers is counterproductive we think what we have to do is ask the mothers what they want to do, because I think from a public health perspective, most of them have already received the message that it's beneficial. So we don't need more pressure than we already have. What we need is right. support and practical help on, on what do I do when this question comes up. That makes sense. We are going to be right back with Christy Kors, this week's guest on the Health Tech Hour from Lacta App the world's leading um, lactation app and a mother, motherhood support app. So yeah, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, 
spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Hello and welcome back to this week's Health Tech Hour with me, Steve Roost, and my guest, uh, Christy Course from LactApp. So LactApp is one of the leading lactation and motherhood support apps in the world. They've, they've um, helped millions of women across the world since 2017 um, navigate their journey of, of motherhood and, and breastfeeding. Um, so before the break, we sort of got into this area of, of, of how LactApp supports women in their decision making. So you started life as a as a lactation service, but obviously expanded from there. So what drove that expansion? What did what were you seeing out there in terms of the problems, concerns, questions that 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 meant that you moved just beyond the narrow focus on helping women feed their feed their children, their young children? Yeah, I would say it's completely our users. It's our mothers who lead us to what they need. We always ask. We ask them, "What do you want to do?" And uh, when they have questions, they come to us. So sometimes the questions, we haven't resolved them yet. So we either uh, find the answer, look for the scientific evidence, or uh, in some cases, we even have done um, our own scientific research. We started to do our own scientific research and we we try to create the evidence. And uh, yeah, it's really user-led. It's led by the mothers. The mothers ask us questions and that's how we expand our content. Um, so, for example, we have expanded content on mixed feeding. We have expanded con- content on um, mental health, for example. If they asked us, when when do I have, post- is this postnatal uh, depression? When do I have postnatal defres- uh, um, depression? And o- other questions, for example, um, am I in the menopause? Or can I, can I breastfeed while I'm in the menopause? Or... Uh, related to that or questions uh, related to uh, menstruation uh, like uh, I'm breastfeeding when will my uh, period come back uh, so we, 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 we expanded the content depending on the the, the, the questions we get because uh, you got to know as well inside the app there is not only um, like a decision tree like mm-hmm. a guided uh, self we call it a self-guided questionnaire but yeah. there is also a chat function where our uh, experts answer. So we okay. receive actually open questions from the mothers through this chat function. So that's how we can always uh, add new content because we are in constant direct content with, uh, contact with them. We talk to them every day. Okay. And so how, how does it work? So if someone downloads the app, a mother downloads, a woman downloads the app, they then enter it. How do they start accessing information? Do they have to start asking questions or what? How does it actually work like step by step? So uh, the app is personalized. The, the mother can download the app for free. And then she sets up the, her own personal profile, which uh, usually uh, for us, the most important things to know is uh, when was the baby born and what is the, uh, the size in weight and length of the baby? Because yeah. this way we can say if breastfeeding is going well or not with the weight gain. So we, we track the weight. And also the way with the age of the baby, we can exactly say at what moment in her lactation journey she is. And we will ask different questions depending on the baby's three months or the baby is just a newborn of 14 days. 
And um, the answers will be different. For example, um, if the baby is newborn within 14 days, we might, uh, the, the answer that you will receive might be, uh, please seek your uh, healthcare professional or your A&E immediately. And if you go to, if you have the same question for a three month old, uh, it would tell you, um, it, it would tell you it's not so urgent, <laughs> for, for example, because it might and so, not. And how, and how do you handle that? Because that's a really interesting, because w- w- within the, if you were just looking at the narrow area of lactation, yeah. it would be unlikely that, I would guess, but, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not an expert, but, you know, issues with the baby may not necessarily result in needing emergency care within that very narrow one. But now that you've expanded across all of motherhood, presumably you're getting questions that in like, because things with a small baby can go wrong very, very quickly. So yes. how do you make sure that you triage those you know, those those issues with a three month old that needs to go to hospital because suddenly you're, you're actually providing almost like, you know, pediatric care. Yes. Digitally, yes. which is kind of a big area. No, no. Uh, what I what I have to say to this, obviously, we do not replace a healthcare professional. But what we we are is we talk about uh, lactation, breastfeeding, motherhood. But what we do a lot is talk about what is the normality. We don't mm-hmm. we don't uh, assess uh, the problems of a pathology because for okay. that you need to go to the healthcare professional. But what okay. we can do is flag up when something is not uh, in the normality, and okay. we, we have a very good we, we have a very good um, system through the weight gain, for example, through through, mm-hmm. through the signs that the mother tells us. Uh, we have a very good um, we can have a very good idea whether it's normal or not normal and mostly right. that is the most important thing for the mothers to understand is this normal or do I need to seek a healthcare professional now then obviously we are not there to replace a healthcare professional we don't do prescriptions uh, uh, we are not um, uh, we are not uh, a doctor making prescriptions we can only flag what is normal and what's not normal and based on what you see through the app in these countries, in the different countries, yeah. are the questions and concerns of mothers different or are they, they the same questions consistently generally, but the, the responses from the traditional health services sort of like that you mentioned in the beginning, do they just differ wildly? So in sense of the, are the problems that women have effectively universal and don't really pay any attention to like ge- geographic borders? Or, or are, they, are they specific things in specific countries? No, I think you would be surprised that the problems are very similar throughout all countries and throughout all geographics. Well, I um, would think it would be that way. I would yes. think they would be universal, but the actual yes. advice that people get or the kind of like the, yes. whatever the, you know, I don't know, whatever the default statements are, the default kind of advices would differ exactly. massively. Exactly. So if you go from the female body and how lactation works, it's the same all over the world yeah, right. Right? It's not like, because the female body yeah. is uh, the, it's, it's not changing whether no. I am Italian or I am in Mongolia my female yeah. body and lactation works the same way the same way as your heart uh, works the same way whether you are in South Africa or you are in the Philippines so that's that's exactly <laughs> the same but with lactation with breastfeeding what happens is the myth in society is yeah. very different so, for example, yeah. you go to China and in China, they tell you the first four weeks in postpartum, you're not supposed to eat pineapple because it's not a good food. For example, okay. that's one myth. Right. Okay. Um, or you go to South America <laughs> and in some countries they would say uh, after six months of breastfeeding, your milk becomes water. Okay. <laughs> Miraculously, it's not right. feeding anymore, which is okay. completely, uh, which is completely well, without I, any so, scientific so facts. We, but we, we live in Switzerland, and for each of our children, so my wife had three children, and each time they they would um, literally 
almost force feed her fennel tea, like liters of fennel tea, because they claimed that it increased lactation, but they would be obsessed about how much fennel tea my wife was drinking. Yeah, and there are different things in every country. In South America, they would give you moringa. In 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 Northern America, in uh, in the U.S., they give you um, uh, domperidone, which is that's well. Then that is a medication that has scientific okay. evidence. But depending okay. on where you go, uh, the myths around breastfeeding are so different. For example, yeah. you go to Bangladesh, and yeah. the myth in Bangladesh is that the first. Uh, two three days after birth, uh, colostrum is not good for the baby, so they would not oh. feed. They would not feed immediately. They wait until the mature milk comes in at day three or four, whatever it is, okay. and they don't feed colostrum. So also, this has got no scientific background, but this is the cultural uh, norm right. there or myth there. Okay, right. Yeah, there's just so much. Why do you think there's so much difference about this? Is it because it's been sort of people feel awkward about talking about it for generations and therefore it didn't get the same scientific rigor. Do you know what? There is so many myths around the female body in general all around the world. There is some places where they say when you have the menstruation, when you have your period, you cannot wash your hair. There is other places, exactly, it's got no scientific evidence, but but there is other places, you know, the myth around the female body, um, there is so many myths. It has got so many multifacets and of course it's a taboo topic in yes. many places yeah. a lot to to do with the body is, is a taboo topic and so mm. has uh, breastfeeding also become and um and is that one of the so around do, do you think that the the myths are responsible for the kind of anxiety that mothers feel when they they they're told to do one thing and they're worried because that thing maybe just doesn't make sense or it doesn't work or like and it's difficult to go against what you've been told is almost like you know you have to do this like if you don't do this then yeah. you're doing it wrong i think more than the myths it's a general lack of knowledge on how lactation works that okay. starts uh, that starts at the I, we believe at lactap that how breasts work should be taught in the school just like we understand like we learn how the heart and the lungs function we Mm. would need to learn in school how breasts work how the mammary gland works what what do we not know like what do women not know or what 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 is not known about how breasts work what should be one of the basics for example is that the more milk you remove the more you produce The, the, the the breast works like a factory and not like a warehouse and it right. hasn't, and the breast has nothing to do whether you have big breasts or small breasts. It is the more that the baby uh, uh, latches on, and the more the baby uh, suckles, Consumes. the more, yeah, exactly, the more the breast will make. Right? It's got nothing to do with storage capacity or nothing to do like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, for example, one basic. And then another basic is um, the myth of routine feeding that has been introduced by artificial feeding artificial okay. bottle feeding works well even that shouldn't work with in in, in routine intervals of two to three hours okay. and if and the same concept does not apply to breastfeeding breastfeeding is on demand which means when the baby needs and shows the cues which can be after half an hour it doesn't right. have to be three hours it might okay. be half an hour it depends if the baby has a growth spurt so it's it's to impose this routine that works for artificial feeding does not work absolutely at all with breastfeeding and the whole dynamics are completely different. So if you apply those rules to breastfeeding, um, you make it fail. How do you, I mean, again, you know, 
speaking just data point of one so you know i'm not trying to speak on behalf of everyone with children but um yeah at some point you can transition to a routine while breastfeeding right i mean it can't it doesn't have to be on demand the whole time no like, if you want no. Oh, you, okay. you know, right. um, I think I think it depends on every family. At Lactap, we are not there to say this should work for you. It should right. work for everybody. Like we always ask, what would you like to do? And then it needs to work in your own family environment, right? Mm. And and, uh, yeah. and with one thing, you're right. The on demand doesn't always work because sometimes sometimes the baby needs an active feeding. Pro, pro, if the baby doesn't gain weight. In the first two weeks, the mother cannot wait until the baby makes feeding cues. The mother yeah. needs to feed proactively. And then it means you might have to wake the baby, a, a baby that is on slower birth, birth rate. You mm. might have to wake it and you might have to encourage it on, on feeding until it gains the strength to feed. So that's, that's what I'm saying with this routine. And then maybe later on when the baby is six months old or when the baby is one year old, that's completely a different, you know, the... Right. The, the dynamics change completely. So right. um, you can't sense. generalize at all. That's why we always ask for yeah, the age I think of the baby. With, with, with newborns, exactly. Like you can't, yes. I mean, there's no routine with a newborn. I mean, that's sort of, I totally agree. But yeah, as they get older, then. Okay. So when, one, one, one thing though, I think that's kind of interesting. And one of the things that I wanted to touch on is like, and we've sort of danced around it a little bit, is like, given that there's so much advice slash, you know, communication, around how great breastfeeding is or people should do it women should do it and you know even as we've been talking it's sort of obvious that it's hard to move away from that advice because that's been clinically validated so you so, but how do you sensitively deal with or, or, or speak to women who can't or don't want to or it's not the right situation or it's not the right how, how, how do you, without stigmatizing their choice to not do it? Do you see what I mean? Yes, but for us, it's completely non-judgmental. If a right. mother comes to me and says, I need to supplement, then I ask her why. So we, we, ask, we ask questions, why? If she says to me, I don't have enough milk, then we, we, we're going we're gonna to assess that and we, we're going right. to see. So why do you feel you have not enough milk? So for example, if you are in the third month, it can happen that the baby has a growth spurt and yeah. the, 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 the feeding is ahead of the production. The, exactly. And so it might feel for the mother, it might feel that the breasts are empty when in reality, even if the breasts are empty, the, the breast will still make milk every time the baby lets on, no matter how empty your breasts feel. And, right. um, and then, um, yeah, one completely non-judgmental, what we need to make sure that the mother has the right information and not just that, oh, somebody, oh, this pediatrician told me, uh, yeah. that that uh, that it's that I have no milk or that my milk is no yeah. good or for example yeah. that I'm taking a medication and with this medication you cannot breastfeed with right. there you have to be really careful because um all medications say consult your doctor when you're breastfeeding yeah all like medication right exactly but if you look long uh, look lo deeper and you and you find a uh, certain information there is a very good website called e lactancia mm -hmm. and on that website you can really look for every single medication and if it's uh, uh, safe to breastfeed with that medication. So don't just take the word for granted because unfortunately, even healthcare professionals need a lot more uh, upskilling and information and, and, and knowledge on, on breastfeeding. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of, I mean, we, we, this was in Switzerland, but 
you know, we had with our prenatal kind of training, you know, classes for the first baby, um, you know, there was the the, the, the the training that we had, the woman that we had was very much, she, she had her view, you know, and it was like her opinion about things and she wasn't really open to discussing any of the things. So it was more like a propaganda exercise about her view of the world as opposed to a kind of a general education piece, which, yeah, it just felt really kind of weird and off to me. No, at, at Lactap, we're, uh, that's not our approach. Our approach is to ask the mother. So if we have a mother coming to us who says, still pregnant, I do not want to breastfeed, then, mm. uh, then, then, that, then that's it. We're not going to convince her. We're not going to tell her anything. She right. might have her reasons that nobody else knows. So we wouldn't. Right. If she comes and says, I want to mix feet immediately, we just ask the question, why? Because of your work or how could you, yeah. would you want to try? Or there is this option or we show for example, we, we help them, for example, everything around pumping. There's so yeah. much to know about breast pumps. There is so much to know about pumping, milk storage. Um, yeah. uh, what is the best breast pumps? Uh, what's the most effective one? The right size. Breast pumps need to have the right size for you to work effectively. Uh, how yeah. do I store the milk properly? Um, yeah. So I remember it with our first kid, we, we had ended up with a freezer full of colostrum. <laughs> and then it just didn't, we didn't use it again. It was like, it was all pumped in all good faith, but then it just didn't get used. Anyway, Um Cool. Well, look, we have to stop now for our last commercial break. But after we come back, I want to talk about the thing that we talked about in our pre-show call. And we sort of alluded to it earlier in the show, which is like the impact on this area from social media and or the sort of, you know, the unqualified people out there on the Internet making certain statements and saying certain yeah. things. And, and how Laptap, you've chosen very clearly from the beginning to pursue an extremely high level of clinical, medical, research-backed, you know, yes. advice and statements and things like that as a differentiator. But also, you know, what's the potential harm out there that's being created by people on social media or people on the internet just sort of voicing their, you know, the way that they they think. So we'll break for a couple of minutes and then we'll be back with the last part of our show today with Christy Course, Head of Business Development from Laptap. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Hello and welcome back to the final part of this week's Health Tech Hour with me, Steve Bruce, and my guest, Christy Kors, um, from Lact App. So, Christy, let's talk about the impact of social media and the internet on how women are, how women are in this in this area and navigating the area of, of motherhood and lactation and what are the risks and what are the problems that are created or have been created. For, I guess that Lact App 
is sort of at the front line of trying to trying to solve. Yeah, I would say the, the impact of social media, one can be positive and one can be negative. On mm -hmm. the positive side, we see a lot of uh, a famous influencer, for example, um, uh, showing breastfeeding, uh, posting pictures of perfect, like of them actually breastfeeding twins, for example. Um, and it, it can be a, a really good a really good way of making women not feel uh, so alone and actually yeah. visualizing uh, um, breastfeeding, which was, you know, it was... It was so uh, put back in a woman's home. And now we have the chance to put it out there and, and to make it more visible. So that's mm -hmm. a positive thing. On the other hand, um, there are some, uh, some influencers that would say, okay, this works for me, so it might work for you as well. And when it comes to lactation support, we have to always refrain from that completely because every situation is so unique that you can never say this worked for me, so it works for you as well. Right. And every mother should make the decision on her own because every situation is is unique and individual in a constellation that is no one else has. Um, yeah. And so, um, for example, uh, what we do at Lactab, we always look at the evidence. Right. So there is, for example, uh, there is people or influencers that say low milk supply doesn't exist. Every mom is a, is a, is available, is is able to produce. Is enough that right? Milk for the baby. That, no, that's, that's not that, right. That, some, oh. some influencers say that. That doesn't make well, any sense. That's the, that's the other extreme, right? That's yeah. the other extreme. But just as, just imagine as we have people who have heart failure or kidney failure, the same happens with the mammary gland. Well, there is, also, I mean, there's always going to be a range. Exactly. Right? And there is people that are yeah. on the high end and people on the low end. Exactly. And there is, for example, there is around a, a 4% or estimated 4% of women who have insuff insufficient mammary glands where, the, where the, okay. the breast has not developed properly. And it will be very difficult for them to achieve exclusive breastfeeding because they just don't have enough, um, enough milk right. gland, enough milk ducts and, and, and the breast is not developed. But right. this needs to be this needs to be diagnosed. Right. And yeah. so we, we, we need to have evidence and we need to have trained clinician to diagnose yeah. this is called a mammary um uh plasia, hypoplasia i think mammary yeah. hypoplasia this needs to be diagnosed right by by uh, um by educated uh, uh, clinicians but so i'm um, so i'm saying it's a myth not every mom can produce uh, exclusively enough breast milk for the baby no a four percent mm. cannot um yeah. but well and uh, also there might be some babies that have an extremely high appetite right and then it might just be a, it might not be that that woman's milk is of a lower level they might be completely average but the baby is above average in terms of hunger but i have to also say <laughs> yeah that the, the female body is amazing we yeah. know of mothers who have breastfed with only one breast exclusively for years and mm. we know that the body is the, the female body in the normal case is designed that with only one breast you're you you will be able to exclusively breastfeed one baby maybe with twins not but with one baby yeah. so the, the the biology has designed it like that but there is always cases where it 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 it, it, it doesn't yeah there's always so much. exceptions as, yeah. as you said there is a range there is a range of uh, women having oversupply that exists women having a very high milk right. supply and even that can sometimes cause problems because the baby cannot yeah. catch up with so much uh, yeah. so strong flow and there is uh, the the ones that have uh, lower or well, that, that must be sort of interesting right because if you've got too much and the baby isn't drinking enough is it that those women are inclined to pump to remove it, but that actually keep, makes it worse because then the flow keeps coming? See, there is a few tricks. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, but there is a few tricks that a lactation yeah. consultant can help you with, with the right. right attachment and also with the right positioning. 
If you okay. have the right positioning of the baby, it doesn't flow so quickly. So okay. it depends. There are tricks okay. to it. So if you've got yeah. a good lactation consultant or looking lacked up in our app of Obersupply, you, you can find some great tips about it. <laughs> and um, and with with what is there any um, I guess limitation on the advice that you can provide to people doing it digitally versus a one-to-one physical consultation? You would be uh, surprised. Very little, actually. Okay. Very little because uh, our um, our approach is very not very hands-on right? right so we, we like the mother to to understand herself to touch her baby by herself we don't like to touch the baby too much or interfere too much with touching and that's not our uh, that's actually not our approach so we actually found that digital consultations virtual consultations actually work really well um okay. yeah we um we i wouldn't say that there is any hesitations towards that the, the what, care um, that can be provided is exactly the same and what's the reaction been from, obviously, I would imagine, well, I can see from the statistics on your website, the, the reaction from mothers is obviously positive, users is positive. What's the reaction been from, um, I would say, the medical community, clinicians, GPs, midwives, people that sort of, you know, may or may not be recommending you or maybe yeah. they're not, maybe they disagree with you or like what's the general kind of view from the from the front line? Well, that's a great question because um, so what happened in our Lactap app for mothers is that suddenly we found that we had user profiles with ten ba- one mother having 10 babies under the age of six months. We were like, okay. that's not possible. No mom has got 10 babies. Yeah. So we found out it was healthcare professionals faking their patient's profile in order to get to our unique answers. No way. So what we did is, wow. we actually, yeah, and what we did is we actually created a unique, different app, different version. It's called Lactap Medical, and uh, in that version, it's it's the access is unfiltered to all of the content. It's got some premium options as well. It is a different language. It's only for healthcare professionals, and we have around yeah fifteen thousand downloads already from the Lactap wow. Medical app, and eighty percent of users there are actually in the English version as well. So we we are really happy with that. And That's just amazing. imagine in in the in in, in Spain where Lactap has started. Um, our mid- the many midwives in Spain actually already advise the, the they ask the mothers are you interested in breastfeeding download like that because they don't have time to talk about the benefits to talk about how it works so they say if you're interested download like that you will find all the information in there and this right. actually this endorsement from the medical community is what our organic growth has become because yeah. the medical mu- community knows that they can trust us that mm-hmm. our uh, that our content is evidence-based and and so uh, for example uh, a few weeks two weeks ago we celebrated the first Lactap Medical Congress um, okay. for healthcare professionals, and we um, we actually invited uh, over forty speakers from different countries, not only from Spain, um, um, uh, scientists, uh, people who work on research, uh, to talk about lactation and to upskill healthcare professionals on the topic. So we're cool. working a lot on that, and we're working also on on um, on education, ma- educational material, on on upskilling material, and yeah, in the Lactap Medical app. <laughs> and what's um what's up next in the next sort of twelve to twenty four months for Lactap? 
definitely growth. Okay. <laughs> from my perspective as an international uh, uh, business development uh, uh, lead, uh, from my perspective, hopefully uh, more translation into other languages. Um, mm. So far, we have uh, we have the freemium mm. version for, for LACTAP, for the mothers, but we want to um, also uh, put more content there in a premium version, a paid yeah. for premium version for mothers, more video content that we will translate. So yeah, definitely much more out there. <laughs> and like at the moment in the UK, I would imagine that the services, I guess is one of the, you know, pretty good timing, you know, in terms of backlogs and lack of resources and things like that. So is it, how, how is it going in the UK? Well, the UK is not easy because every NHS trust is, uh, is, is different. We have talked to different trusts and, uh, and it's not easy to find the, the person who endorses uh, this, this maternity solution. And we've sure. also found that funding is so extremely limited in all maternity units. It's right. really sad. We, uh, it doesn't seem right. to be a priority at the moment. And they are so thinly stretched with, uh, with funding, with resources, even with time. They have figures that are called the infant feeding lead. But even right. they, they are so stretched with funding, with time. So it's very difficult to, to we, we are looking for um, a trust that would, ma would make a pilot with us. Uh, okay. We are actually in talks with several, uh, fingers crossed it will work yeah. out. But um, yeah, the, as you said, there's a huge backlog and there is not much time to do innovative things because they are so running behind everything. So right. it's difficult to introduce new things, even yeah, if they I, help I, save I, time. Yeah, I understand. I understand that. And um, so is Lactap available direct to consumer at the moment in the UK? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, perfect. Yes. Okay. So, so people so, can download yes. it right now. Okay. Yes, people can download, uh, even healthcare professionals, there is too. There is the Lactap, the light brew version, which is for yeah. mothers or patients. And then there's the Lactap Medical that is available. They are both available to download for free all over the world in all countries of the world. And right. uh, for the medical version, you can upgrade uh, to a premium version. But there is a let, already a lot of content for free out there as well. And just while we close the show, we've got a couple of minutes. I always like to ask about, you know, how do you sort of stay motivated and stay on your mission? You know, it's, it's a very tough landscape out there. You know, there's lots and lots and lots of information out there that you're sort of competing with and, you know, different people, different things. And, you know, so how, how do you kind of stay stay on, on that mission? What keeps you motivated? Well, one, it's, um, one, it's our team. We are a great team. Uh, our founders are um, amazing. We live, we live our mission. Not only <laughs> right, we are, we are a female-led team. Uh, most of our IT um, IT department is female-led. So um, our team is amazing because it's built by mothers and by lactation consultants for mothers and lactation consultants and, and healthcare professionals. So we live our mission. And another thing that motivates all of us is our users. Our um, patients our users that send us uh, emails send us text messages you have helped me so much thanks to you I've overcome uh, hurdles in my breastfeeding journey uh, this wouldn't have been possible without you and and um, it's 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 their messages and knowing that we can help and sometimes from the from the most remote places from mom, moms in South America from moms uh, in in Mongolia <laughs> we, we we sometimes receive messages from the from the most remote places because Technology reaches everywhere and we really can reach into every pocket as long as the mom has a smartphone. And it's, it's, this keeps us motivated to know that we have made an impact. And what, so, and what are the biggest obstacles? You know, what are the most difficult things that you face? Um, the, the mothers <laughs> or, or, right. or, 
Or uh, do, you want, do you mean us as a company? Yeah, I mean, because again, like, you know, from one angle, you could say, well, what you're doing is fantastic. And, you know, clearly mothers love it and stuff like that. But it's, oh, it, it can't be that easy, right? There must no. be some obstacles and, and difficulties. No. No, so I would say from a user and consumer perspective and also from our healthcare professional uh, perspective, uh, they love us. We have got a great relationship with our patients, with our users, with our healthcare professionals, and, 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 and it's amazing. But what is very difficult for us is to make the decision makers in the organizations to buy into our solution and to actually implement our solution. We can raise breastfeeding rates. Who has done that before? And we can prove that. We have a a clinical study who will come out at the end of this year and we'll also prove how much money we save to the healthcare system. But so you you actually think that you'll be able to demonstrate that by using Lactap, you've raised the rates of breastfeeding? We will, we will this year wow. because the, the, the clinical study is already in process. Mothers have already been recruited. It's in four cool. hospitals in Spain. And the study will come out at the end of the year, also quantifying exactly how much money it has saved to the public healthcare system. <laughs> Maybe cool. we talk then again. Or we'll send yeah. you the results. Yeah, you should do. I think but that would know, be really interesting. I think that would be really, really interesting. In the meantime, I think our one of the biggest challenge is to, to convince the B2B the institutions, the, the, the payers, the the, the, the the decision makers that we can save them money and that we yeah. are a solution that improves healthcare outcomes and it's convincing them because um, breastfeeding and mothers uh, motherhood is not very in the in the top of mind of these of these decision makers so that's probably our biggest biggest challenge well look I wish you all the best we've come to the end of the show but Christy Gross from um, Lactap thank you very much for coming on. It was great to have you on. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. It was and thanks to, to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, and thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll, we'll be, we will be back again next week with another Health Tech Hour. So, yes, have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you. You said you hated the ocean, but you're surfing now. I said I love you for life, but I just sold our house. We were kids at the start. I guess we're grown-ups now. Couldn't ever imagine even having doubts But not everything works out, no Now I'm out dancing with strangers You call